God help me to be in touch with Jehovah, because if he is with me, then I will overcome. God bless you, musicians, as we turn to the book of Isaiah, the chapter is chapter 53, the verse is 6. It is Isaiah 53, the verse is 6, and it is there on the screen. Let's read it together. How many believe the Bible is the best book that has ever given to the human race? Amen. Amen. Don't ever go a day without reading a scripture. There's just so... It is full of nutrients. Amen. How many... Has it ever happened where you felt it down, but you came across a, a verse that lifted you up? Amen. Or somebody sent you a scripture that enlightened you. Amen. I love the book, the Bible. It says, all... All we like sheep have gone astray. In our generation where it's an era of independence, if you were to call somebody a sheep, people think it's a derogatory. But the Bible says we all were like a sheep. Amen. And we've got a um, the head of our national prosecuting authority, whenever they want to undermine him, they call him Sean the sheep. Amen. Because in our day, the sheep, there's a, a negative connotation to a sheep. But uh, the scripture says, all were like sheep and we had gone astray. How I many remember the time when you had gone astray? Amen. Amen. Just give me a volume on the monitor, brother. Fine. Shall we read it together? I, I, I want you to, to divorce uh, the negative connotation to a sheep. You are a sheep. He is a shepherd. <laughs> are we together? And actually, if a sheep falls on its back, we are told that there is no way to get it back on track unless the shepherd comes and helps it to come back on track. Amen. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. We are all gone astray. Amen. And then, I think let's read Psalm 23. All of us, if we have gone through Sunday school, we went through it. Psalm 23. It's Psalm 23, brothers. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. 
Hallelujah. The second one. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, remember the moment there is a shadow, there's only thing that casts the shadow, there must be an amount of light. Amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You shall have enemies, but he shall prepare the table. Amen. Don't look at the enemies, look at the table that is prepared. Thou anointest my head with oil. And my cup runneth over. Amen. Let's bow heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning, we, this evening rather, we appreciate you to be in your presence. We want to thank you for having preserved us throughout the week. So many challenges, uh, so many difficulties, but uh, uh, by your grace, here we are still standing. Dear God, we know that the pressure will pile as days go by, but I'm glad that you would have never allowed us to come and live in this age unless our makeup was able to withstand the challenges of this age. Dear God, we do not pride ourselves. Abraham is a great man. He's a father of faith, but you never saw it fit that you could come and live in a day where it's as evil as our day. Dear God, we see so many things that are taking place, but I'm glad there is a place where we can go to and our souls can be purified. And Lord, the only purifier of the weight, it is the unadulterated weight of the living God. And here are your people this evening. They are cognizant of the fact that we live in a time where there is such a, a pollution that contaminates the souls, but they are here so that their souls may be purified by the weight. Dear God, if there is any soul that is tormented somewhat in the building, I believe there is so much healing power in the weight to restore that soul. If there is a soul that is somewhat under pressure, I believe where the Spirit of God is, there is a liberty. Dear God, here are your people. They honor you. They love you. They appreciate you. They have taken a stance in the end time to worship you in the manner that you want to be worshipped. God, don't ever make them to lack anything so that the devil should not mock their testimony. If some are going through trials, the trials may have been 
prolonged, but dear God, you understand the reason. Instill the spirit of resiliency so that they can turn around and say, I'm an overcomer because I was in a battle. And we have just sung a song, Jehovah is your name. A mighty one in battle, and dear God, I am here. I would have never stood here if I did not know that every battle that you go into, you win such a battle. Dear God, you are not a liar. And that is why my prophet says, you love showdowns. And dear God, I'm not worried about when I'm being taken into a showdown, but I know that there is a God that will resolve and make sure that we emerge as victors, dear God. Bless every brother, bless every sister in the building. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. While you take the comfort of your sin, amen. God bless you richly. We want to speak on the good shepherd this evening. The Good Shepherd. Now, while you are there, maybe let's turn to John 10. Chapter is 10. The verse is verse 7. Amen. We found it written this manner. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is in a hiding and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth seeth the, the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hiding fleeth, because he is an hiding, and careth not, not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of them. As the Father knoweth me, even so I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. How many agree that is a great shepherd? Amen. Amen. Uh, We know that uh, the gospel is without cost or without price. And Jesus brings a a contrast here that there is a shepherd and there is a hiding. A hiding is not a shepherd, he does it for uh, monetary gain. Uh, but when the wolves come, he runs away and leaves the shepherd or the sheep on their own. But uh, a shepherd, you've got to deal first with a shepherd 
before you come to the sheep. Are we together? And if needs be, a shepherd is prepared to lay down his life for the sake of the sheep. And that is why we say the Lord Jesus Christ is the great and good shepherd because he laid down his life for you as the sheep tonight. Are we together? So we are going to speak about that because as we have read here, we were all as sheep and had gone astray, but uh, the good shepherd came and restored us back to into the fold. Are we together? Now, I'm told a sheep is a, is a creature that has got a 360 degree vision. It can be able to look at the surrounding, the, the eyesight of the sheep. It's very, very good. Are we together? And that is why, no wonder Brother Brenham says, when Satan got a hold of Samson, the first thing that he did, he poked out his eyes so that he could not see. And the thing that the devil would want to do to you is to poke out your eyes so that you cannot see. Are we together? Now, another thing that we are told, we are told that uh, the, the, the smell or the ability uh, to smell by a sheep is very uh, accurate. So, and actually, the sheep identifies the shepherd by the smell. Hallelujah. A good shepherd is a shepherd that smells like the sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope we are together. That's why I would not understand if they say I'm in Canada, but I'm, I'm pastoring a church that is in Lesotho. Are we together? How will I understand the difficulties that they face in Lesotho when I'm in Canada? Are we together? Somewhat the, the sheep and the shepherd, they must always be together. Are uh, we together? And, and, and we'll get into that because no wonder the great shepherd did not just remain in glory, but he came down the corridors of eternity and he took a body of flesh and whatever we taste, he tasted that. If we are tempted, he was tempted. If you are hated, he was hated. If you are killed, he was killed. So whatever we go through, the great shepherd has experienced that. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, another thing about the sheep is they are very accurate in hearing the voice of the shepherd. They can, they can clearly make a distinction from the voice of the shepherd and other voices. That is why he says, my sheep knoweth my voice and they heareth my voice. Are we together? And that is why when you are a sheep, you've got to recognize the voice of the shepherd. And in the end time or throughout the seven church ages, the great shepherd has had five, seven voices that came upon the face of the earth from age to age, and in every age, the shepherd had a voice that spoke the message of the shepherd in that era. Are we together? How many believe the voice that we've heard in the end time was not the voice of the men, but it was the voice of the great shepherd? Are we together? It was not the voice of William Brenham, it was the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. He borrowed his vocal cords. Are we together? 
Now, another thing uh, that I've learned or I've uh, studied, the sheep by nature, they say they are gregarian by nature, meaning they, they want to flock together. Uh, whenever you find the sheep, they are always together. They actually say they are always together because when it is cold, they keep each other warm. Are we together? And the best defense mechanism for a sheep is to be in a flock. Are we together? That is why anyone that the enemy would want to destroy, he first isolated them. And there's no better way for the enemy to isolate you than to create a spirit of complex. How many know it is very easy to build a complex? Hallelujah. You can just wake up and decide that people hate me and you find reasons why people hate you and you believe in those reasons and the devil begins to work on that. Are we together? An old person can have a complex about age that because I'm old, they don't understand me. A young person can have a complex about age. I'm young. The old fellas, they don't understand me. Are we together? And certain things, so, uh, we can go on and on. There are many ways. Sometimes one that has money, uh, money can build a complex. And lack of money can build a complex. It is very easy to build a complex. But I'm saying, let us go beyond the camp. Are we together? Oh, a sheep survives by being in a flock. A goat is an independent creature. A goat will do things on its own. I'm just giving you a background before I come into my notes. Amen. Amen. The other time, I, I, some years back, I knew somebody that had a goat. And this goat, they had to brew traditional beer. And somewhat the goat broke into uh, where the traditional beer was. And it consumed the entire traditional beer. And during that time, the goat was so drunk, it was just going up and down. That, that is the nature of the goat. It will eat anything that comes its way. But the, the, the sheep depends on the shepherd to show the sheep where the, 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 the sheep must graze. Are we together? Today in the end time, we've got the shepherd that has shown us where we need to graze. And the grass of the, of the hour, it is the message of the hour. Are we together? But if, if somebody is a goat, he will say, no, I can decide to graze wherever I want to graze. But the real sheep always follows the shepherd. Are we together? But, but we live in a, in a time where things have reversed a bit or things are, are done in an opposite manner. We used to live in, during a time where men, men led their families. But we live during a time where women lead their families. We used to live, uh, I mean, in the olden, olden time, uh, one policeman would arrest 20 men. But today, 20 policemen cannot arrest one man. Are we together? There used to be a time where pastors led the church. But today, pastors are led by churches. Because things have reversed and things have gone haywire. According, brother, let me say, in ancient time, a shepherd was not coming after the sheep. He was actually going before the sheep. 
and the sheep will follow. Brother Brahman say, when I was there, I was quite amazed because a shepherd will be coming uh, from wherever he grazed the sheep. And as he's moving along, he will come into a marketplace and he will walk through the marketplace. There will be vegetables there, but a sheep will not go to the vegetables because the sheep, the focus is on the shepherd. Oh, but you can't try that with the goat. Are we together? Uh, and the sheep, the shepherd is not looking behind. He knows that these are my sheep. They recognize me as the shepherd and they follow me wherever I go. Are we together? A real shepherd is not going to try to convince you that I'm, I, can, I actually can be a shepherd. Jesus Christ is not here to back the people. He knows the sheep that belongs to his fold. And the sheep that belongs to his fold, they follow him wherever he goes. That's why there is a song, I shall follow him. Wherever he lives, I will follow him. If he goes through the fire, I will go through the fire. Why? Because he is the great shepherd. He laid down his life without cost, without price. He died for me. Are we together? I hope we are are still with me. Amen. Remember, there is a... And that is why those that... would know in, in leadership, they say, you can never become a great leader if you were not a great servant. You can never even, if you would want to be a pastor, you cannot be a great pastor, a good shepherd, unless you were a sheep. Are we together? Because you are a sheep, God has ordained a pastor who is a shepherd who leads you. But he... That is why you must make sure that your shepherd has got a shepherd. Are we together? A shepherd that does not operate under the shepherd, he will lead you astray. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. And, and, And we live during a time, we don't choose a pastor because he's eloquent. We don't choose the pastor because he's got a right physical address. You, your pastor was predestinated to be your pastor. But you, you don't find the pastor first. You find God. He leads you to who is your pastor. Are you, are, you, are you still with me? Now, let us, let us just read a few things here. We, we are just going to use parallel, natural, and typing that with Spiritual, hallelujah, amen. Amen. I, this week, I have been studying scriptures and somewhat this character, St. John, just captivated me. And I was just going through the book of John, uh, St. John, John 1, John 2, John 3. And because John was the first pastor of the Ephesian church. Are we together? And, and, and you look at the, how, how he spoke. Little children love one another. And I, and I was reading in, in the history books that when he came, when he was aged, he used to come to the church and all he would say was to say, little children, love one another. Until people got weary of hearing that statement, until he responded and said, 
Master, they asked him, why do you always say this? And he says, it is the Lord's command. And if this alone be done, it is enough. Now later you understand why Brother Branham say in a church, our, I, I don't care. I could be without gifts, but there is only one thing if I have in the church that will be enough. That is love. Are you still with? Are you still with me? Now that book, I went through it, and we'll go through it here as we move right along. Are we together? Now, in the message uh, in the Church Age book, uh, page two eighty four. Brother Brenham says, the, the hidden manna, you remember in the uh, tabernacle in the third court, there used to be a hidden manna. And that hidden manna never went state. And it says the hidden manna, a little something, a little something special. What is the special? Not the blessings of the Holy Ghost is asking the question when he speaks. He says, the hidden manna, a little something special. What is the special? The blessings of the Holy Ghost? He says, oh no, that's for the whole congregation. But the hidden manna was a special revelation because he had to teach others was a little more knowledge of the scripture that he could teach others he's supposed to be. And it says, you will never live no higher than your pastor. Just remember that. Because he's the shepherd that feeds you. But if he is the shepherd, he's got to know where the manna is the, to feed the sheep. Now a little special, just what? The revelation, the hidden manna. Are we together? So, uh, uh, and you'll see, I'll speak about the pastor, but reflecting back to the great shepherd. Because you as well must have access to the hidden manna, and who leads you to the hidden manna? Who gives you a special revelation? God must give you a special revelation. God must bring a better illumination where you understand the scripture. And in the same breath, when you have a pastor, that is why Brother Bram says a church without a doctrine is not a church. He says a church must stand for something. Are we together? And you as a believer, a believer without a sound doctrine is not a believer because you don't know what you stand for. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Are we together? Now, that is why... A shepherd cannot be lazy. He needs to go into the closet and speak to the great shepherd and say, because he said to Peter, feed my sheep. Are we together? And where is Peter going to get the food to feed the sheep? He's got to go to the shepherd to get the the food in order to feed the sheep. Are we together? And as we move right along, you will understand what is the diet of a sheep? A sheep, uh, motivational talk, is not a diet for the sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. No, you can go into a motivational talk where you get vava boom and they tell you that you are wonderfully and, wonder and, and fearfully made. That means absolutely nothing if it does not have the life of the great shepherd following into your heart. Are you still with me? 
Uh, yeah, you can listen to them, but you don't depend on them. But you must depend on the unadulterated word of God. Because motivational talk will never make you to live above adultery. Motivational talk will never be able to make you to live above the scene that is ravaging this age. The only answer to the table in the end time, it is the message of the hour, which is the diet of the sheep in the end time. Are you here, people? Uh, you, you need to, as a person, you need to understand where you derive the power to overcome the David. Education is not a diet for the sheep. Education is for you to get a good job and in order to help your family. In the kingdom of God, it means absolutely nothing. God does not need education. God does not need psychology. God has got the word because in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh. And the word blessed. And tonight you are feeling on that very way. Yeah, people. You need to understand what makes you to be overcomers. I hope you are with me. Now, Brother Rome says in this message, and when I say a better illumination or a better understanding of the scripture, because the scripture says, uh, when you come into the scripture, it says in Jeremiah 3 verse 15, you don't need to bring it up or quote it here. I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. So that means a sheep has got to find knowledge and understanding of the scripture to know where we are and to be able to interpret the modern events by prophecy. Uh, are you still with me? So that is why whenever we come here and we want to speak on what are the seals, what is the good head, and we, we, what is Melchizedek, the main purpose is that so that you can be established in the faith. Are we together? And let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily uh, uh, fascinated that we've got to be a bigger number. If we become a bigger number, praise be to God. But I'm looking that you that are here must be people of quality. Because when you look at the church that Pastor John was pastoring in Ephesus, it was only 11 believers. But they were established, they were studious when it came to the scriptures. I'd rather have four people that are established in the way to face the devil with than 7,000 that knows nothing about the message. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, Brother Branham says, in the message Job, paragraph 32, he says, we receive him in the form of the weight. That means this great shepherd, as we say, he emmoved himself and became the weight. Now, that is how you receive him. And it says, a correct shepherd will feed his congregation on the weight. And it says, comma, the lamb. So that means a real shepherd is not yet to say, know me. He's yet to say, know him. Because to know this one is death. But to know that one is life. Are we together? In Christ, the mystery of God revealed, he says, Christ 
is making himself known in the church. And that is why, while preaching to us as ministers, are we making ourselves known or are we making him known? Are you still with me? Now, even the great shepherd, uh, and there are times, Brother Brenham says, there was this shepherd that had a sheep, and this sheep could not listen. It was a wayward sheep. Yes, we do get such sheep. And after a while, the shepherd took that sheep, broke the leg of the sheep, and began to nest the sheep, so that there must be a bond between the shepherd and the sheep. And as the great shepherd nested the sheep and fed it and bottled, gave it bottled milk until it understood, understood the voice, understood the smell, until it began to love this shepherd and listen to that shepherd. I'm saying to you, if you don't listen to the great shepherd and you are a sheep that belongs to his fold, he is compelled to break your leg. And I hear me out, people. There are people that leave the message, they succeed. And they post even on social media and say, I'm a proud backslider. Things are going fine. I'm not worried about that. From the beginning, they may have not been part of the fold of the sheepfold of this great shepherd. Because when you belong to this sheepfold and you leave the great shepherd, Somewhat the conditions are going to be unbearable for you in order to return back to the fold. That is why I'm not worried about whether you are a backslider. I'm worried what type of a backslider are you. If you are a backslider that has got an origin in the sheepfold, God will compel, God will orchestrate events to bring you back into the fold. But if you are not part of his, God is going to be fine. If you had one car, you're going to have ten cars. If you had one house, you're going to have ten houses. Until you say, goodness, you know, when I was in the message, I felt oppressed. So ever since I left the message, I am progressing. You are progressing faster to hell. Because why? When you are a sheep, when you leave the promised land and you are a Jew, you will never prosper anywhere else until you return back to the promised land. This message is the promised land to these believers. When they leave this message, the marriage never works out. The health never works out. The job never works out. Until you say, God, let me, re- let me return back. And when you return back, things are beginning to be restored. I'm, say- I'm warning you, those that are admiring, those that have gone. And I say, goodness, they seem like they're enjoying themselves. They're not enjoying themselves. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, in this message, Brother Branham says, the lamb and the dove, paragraph 31. He says, and the real shepherd leads the sheep. Oh, brother. A real shepherd feeds the sheep the right kind of food. You know, when, 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 and, and, and I've seen it over time, and we normally fellowship with the brethren. We normally say there is a difference between a growing church and a church that is swelling. Oh, yes. When a church grows, 
When you're a child, somebody mentioned, one elder said, if you were to come back home and find your baby with a swollen finger, you wouldn't rejoice and say, goodness, the baby is growing very fast. Look, the finger in the morning was this small, but now it has grown. No. It shows that there is infection. So there is a difference between growth and swelling. And there are times when the church swells, is not growing. We think we are growing, but we are not growing. I'll give an example. Are you here, people? Amen. Here you are, I don't know, quite a number of people on Sunday or as a church. We are quite a number of people. Your trustees are busy organizing to make sure that we, we extend because uh, I would like to believe that you are growing. But uh, hear me out. How do you determine whether it's growth or whether it's swelling? If we had 60 or if we had 10 sisters in the church and we go and find other 30 sisters and now that means to them it's 40 sisters and the 30 that we get, none of them, we cannot even get them to dress right. And none of them, we cannot even get them to live right. But yet they are there, they are part of the church, we need more seats, we need to expand. We are not growing. That's swelling. Are we together? And a real shepherd would know that there is a problem. He knows what medicine to administer to check whether this growth becomes growth, not swelling. I don't know whether you understand what I'm talking about. Do you know that this message, if, if in all fairness, if we want to be the biggest church in Whitbank, we can be the biggest church in Whitbank very easy. All we've got to do is to say things that they required from Brother Brenham to say, we are fine with you, but we've got a problem with women preachers. We are fine with you, but leave baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. There are some Pentecostals are stealing the spoken word to minister to their people and they pick up things that are, are suitable for their people and they are filling up their churches with that. And if we were to do that, this, even this yacht is too small. But the problem, we want to make sure that the sheep, they feed on the correct food. Oh, are you here, people? When you, you, you know that healthy stuff, when you were growing up, is the very food that you did not want mommy to feed you with. But jelly and custard, you love them so much. But when she came and said, no, 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 I need, you, I need your diet to be balanced, and they put a spinach there, you got very angry and said, I don't need spinach, I need KFC. But had the mommy given you a KFC, you would have grown, but in a, in a wrong direction. Are you here, people? That is why, as a church, and you as a church, you've got to pray and say, what are we feeding on? And from time to time, we need to check because what you are feeding on produces results in your life. And that is why I will have a problem if I feed brothers, but they all fall with adults. Then it will mean that the food that is coming here is not sustaining them to rise above an adulterous spirit. I will have a problem with sisters they worship. They are feeding here, but they cannot live or conduct themselves in the right way. It means the diet is, right, is not right. But I am saying, let the diet be right. And those people that were predestinated for the diet, 
they will remain in the camp. And those that were not predestinated for the die, they will go back. But I'm saying we are not going to compromise the message even to accommodate one person. No, say, no, say, no, say, no, say. There's been a personal cost by this prophet. He paid so much. And until his grave, he never compromised. And we, the shepherds that are coming after him, we have made a pledge and say, we are mighty gentle warriors. We are taking sides with Jesus. And we will never compromise one bit. Young people, at no point in time will allow you to have a boyfriend. Ah, no, no, it will never happen. Brothers, we'll never allow you to have a girlfriend. At no point in time will that happen. We'll never allow you to leave your wife and marry another one. No! You'd rather leave church, we are fine with that. Because there is a standard here that must be preserved by all costs. Can I get an amen on that? We as shepherds, we are not here to... This is not a popularity contest. No, the truth must be preserved. Amen. Because some people they think if I become angry with the past, he will change. He will not change. Not at all. He was called by God. He's got an obligation. There is once I'm done, there is somewhere where I'm reporting to. There is a boss that I must say, I've done the way you have said I must do. Hallelujah. Can we say amen to that? And the real shepherd leads the sheep. The real shepherd has got to provide leadership. Leadership is not, you don't go with the flow and say, let me just check the mood of the people, what they like. No, 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 no. no. You check what he likes. And you do what he likes. And those that love him will do what he likes. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. A real shepherd feeds the sheep the right kind of food if he loves the sheep. A mother, what makes a mother to disagree bitterly with her daughter? And the doctor becomes angry with the mother, goes to the room, bangs the door, becomes sulky, and the mother is there in the kitchen and says, she'll get over it. I'm not changing it. It's because the mother loves the child. But if the mother does not love the child, as soon as the child becomes sulky, the mother is the one that goes to the room and says, what did mommy do? I really apologize. You are really bringing, rearing up a spoiled bread. And later on, your daughter is going to be married to Joni. And Joni, he is not going to say, when you were sulking there, uh, your mother used to come and apologize. Journey might be unapologetic. That is why when you are a parent, you want to build a character. And when you build character, a lot of times you become unpopular. All of you, when you are here, you had mothers. At some point in time, you almost wanted to kill your mother because of the stance that she took. But later on, in retrospect, or the benefit of hindsight, you look back and say, goodness, had she not taken that stance, I would not be the kind of woman that I am. And similarly, in the same breath, I as a pastor will take certain decisions. You may not like them, but later on, you look in hindsight and say, had the pastor not taken that decision, we would not be where we are as a family. Because a real shepherd has got to provide leadership. 
Are we together? Because a shepherd has got the foresight. He can see a fire and say, this thing will create a problem. Let me sort it out. Are we together? And when we become sulky, it's not going to change. I'm still going to greet you and say, wonderful. But it will not change. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Now, but a hiling, a hiling will go with the flow. And actually, a hiling, oh, do you allow me to preach? A hiling will stand behind here and say, it's a pastor, but you find that he owes half of the brothers in the church. (laughs) And when a sister's got a problem with the husband and phones the pastor, the pastor doesn't preach. Because he's afraid that before we attend to the matter, the brother will say, but what about that money that you owe me? Are you with me, people? And that is why you've got to, and that's why I've got a body. They must stay awake. I don't want to get into see One thing that I promise God, I say, at no point in time shall I stand behind this pulpit and be afraid to preach on anything. I said, God, allow me to have the liberty at any time that I must not feel obliged to satisfy any particular individual for that matter. At all times, let me satisfy you. Are you still with me? Amen. Do you see how pastors get entangled? Amen. All right. Okay, let's continue. We must get into other things, but I'll come to them. If, if, if he really loves the sheep, why, why, why did Brother Branham, with such a fine ministry, Brother Branham was a very, Brother Branham was a very good man, folks. You remember how he intervened when they were, uh, there was another, I think a few boys were on a death row, and he went to intervene. You remember how he built a house of a widow when that text case came up. He, he was a good man. But why would he stand sermon after sermon, blast women that were not dressed correctly, blast them for how the conduct, blast people that were leaving their wives, marrying another one. Why, why did he do that? It's because he loved us. And, and why? That is why Brother Brun says, even if you don't understand what I'm saying, believe it. Because at the day of judgment, I will be responsible for it. And when he was there, he was told that, you know, this is your group. And Paul will come with his group. Are we together? And every shepherd is going to be held accountable. The sheep that God has given the shepherd is not so that you can shine and say, I'm leading a group. At the time, there's coming a time where we are going to be accountable. And you know, people, they love prominency, but they don't love accountability. But this one, there's going to be accountability. And uh, hear me out, brothers, even you, brothers that are married, you are going to be responsible for your wife. I will repeat that. If you are going to be responsible, imagine the shame. You, you had your wife, but you were afraid to tell the wife that, listen, honey, I think, I think this skirt is becoming tight. 
It is shaping you. You are afraid of her. She goes into the mall. Nyaupe boys are looking at her. They lust after her. At the day of judgment, and God says, she, because adultery is an act that takes two people. Are we together? And she's got this lineup of Nyaupe boys, and God says, they committed adultery with her. And you are sitting there. You are going to be ashamed. So you rather offend your wife here in order to preserve her there. Can I get an amen on that? Can I get an amen on that? That's why men must not be afraid of their wives. You've got to lead your wife. And at no point in time when you are married, you can say, I know my wife. No, we don't know. We know you. She's reflecting you. You need to take a stance as a man. If she's not a believer, I'm not saying you believe, brothers, if she's not a believer, then tonight you go and say, wake up. And no, 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 no. There is, that one will solve it differently. If she has been baptized and she claims to be a believer, there is an expectation that you as a man, you've got to lead your wife. And in this town, that's why a shepherd must stay in the area where the sheep stay. So that, because there are territorial demons. Capstati is a drug demon. Northwest is adultery demon. I can mention here, women in this town are dominant. Men in this town are afraid of wives. Wives in this town, if she says no, uh, you will not, you will not go, you will not go past that no. So that means when you are in wheat bank, you need the grace of God that God must make you a man and a man. Extra man, that's what I'm simply saying. Are we together? You cannot be half a man in wheat bank. You will not succeed at all. When women put their foot down here, I tell you. But I'm glad. Sometimes you've got to take a stance. And if she hates you, so be it. But there's coming a day of judgment. And you'll be able to stand there and say, My Lord, I tried my best. Can I get an amen? And when you are a man, sometimes some men are afraid of their wives because their wife knows that they are not living right. And when your wife knows that you are not living right, she will blackmail you. Oh, if she catches me with Nyazi, with, an, with a, a concubine, am I going to tell her that your dress is tight? She's going to say, have you lost your mind? Are you, are you with me? Sometimes, some women, the reason they are what they are is because men have lost the will. The wife has taken over the will because of the bad conduct of the husband. Tonight I'm preaching. I'm really preaching tonight. The devil is in trouble. You've got to be, your wife must see God in you. Must know that this man is a man of God. Amen. And uh, you know this recipe. If she knows something that you did wrong and she's blackmailing you, you secretly come and see the pastor. You say, Pastor, I'm here to fix a mess. This is what I did. This is what I did. Uh, Accompany me to my wife to go and confess this. Then we accompany you. You confess. Then it gets sorted out. The next time when she says, yeah, you, you say, but me, I repented. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And remember, pastors are bold behind the pulpit, but some pastors are already captured as well. You cannot preach the wife when he preaches after the says, but why did you say that? Amen. A real shepherd. You know, a real shepherd will watch. If there's anything gets wrong with the sheep, he's right on guard. Oh, a real shepherd is watching. Do you know that there are so many things that the devil would want to throw into this church? But as a shepherd, you need to watch. Hallelujah. And sometime, I'm just giving an example. There could be a sister that just puts on high heels. Hear me out. When the first one puts them on, the rest are watching. What is the pastor going to do? A week goes by, the second week goes by. Then next you see another one with them. Then next you see, not long, half of the church have got heels. So a pastor must watch and say, hey, there's a wrong spirit coming here. And he must be at liberty to correct it. We live during a time where pastors are afraid to correct people because they say, what if they leave? Me, I'm saying if they leave, they were meant to leave. But they will not make me leave my God. How are you your people? Because the bitter about it, if they leave for the truth, another one somewhere is hungering for the same truth. Oh. I hope you're with me. If he gets anything wrong with the sheep, he's right on God. Isn't he? A real shepherd. But a hiding runs back and lets the thing go through and kill the sheep. A hireling is only interested on what have we collected this Sunday? How much tithes did we make this month? What offering did we make this month? Oh, brother so-and-so, pastor, deacons they come. Brother so-and-so is not living right. Uh, can we sort it out? Say, no, no, leave it, leave it right there. Because why, brother so-and-so is a big tithe contributor. And this hiding thinks that if they go to the brother, what if he never comes to church? What if we lose that income? Not a real pastor. Are you still with me? God is the one that pays the bills. God is the one that takes care of the church. God is the one that directs the church. We are not depending on any individual. We are depending on God. But a hiding a hiding will go to an extent that poor people would never see him. Only rich ones will see him. Oh, I just said it. That's what I'm saying. Amen. When a rich person is in trouble, he's the first one to arrive. When this brother is in trouble, he checks how much he contributes. He just says, Dickens, take care of it. He is not even interested in feedback. In this church, I believe that souls are equal, irrespective of their social standing. Amen. A hiding runs back and lets the thing go through and kill the church. Is it that right? But a real shepherd is on his guard. Hey, folks, sisters, I'm on guard. Every shoe I see it. 
Every hairstyle, I see it. Every dress, I see it. I'm on guard. And if something is not right, I act. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And maybe you are sitting there and say, but I know something is not right. I'm watching it. I will correct it at the right time. Amen. Remember, you've got sheep, you've got lambs. I cannot just go and say, bulldoze the lamb. The lamb I've got to be careful because it is still very fragile. But a sheep I can say, what? What has it gotten into your head? Are you still, you deal with people based on the level of their maturity. Praise be to God. But the problem, the problem that I see is when I'm still nurturing the sheep, the, the, the lamb, the sheep desires to be like the lamb. Brother Brendan had a woman that was wearing a short skirt who was playing a piano. And people were saying, Brother Brendan, what are you going to do? Say, leave that woman alone. But I guess in the same church, others were looking at that sister and saying, goodness, we wish we could be like that sister. But not knowing they are the sheep, she is a lamb. Because you are at different stages of maturity. Are you still with me? A sister that we just baptized, she can come with a V-neck that shows that the cleavage. We've got a way to work around that. But you that have been law will tell you that why don't you put something underneath? You are exposing yourself. Amen. And if you're not spiritual, you say, a church there, you know they've got favoritism. That sister that they just baptized, the pastor is not saying anything. I'm not saying anything about it because I'm allowing that sister to grow. But if I have an expectation for you to reach a certain level of maturity, I come hard on you. Can we say amen? Amen. Why are we preaching like this on on Wednesday? All right. Amen. A real shepherd is on the guard. Brother Brenham says, he speaks about an incident where there's somebody that brought a tract in the church. And that tract, he says, it was passed and sent out this week to many of the members of the church through here, as I understand. Concerning a doctrine, a cult that originates in West Virginia, this tract came into Brenham Tabernacle and it was circulating around members and when it circulated, Brother Brenham got to know about it. And he says it was denying uh, something about the Lord Jesus Christ, that his deity. And he says, and now the pastor, as soon as he found it, he rushed it right to me and tells me about it. And said, something must be done. You see, that's what a pastor will do. He won't sit there and say it's circulating. What am I going to do about it? No, it has to be addressed. It has to be addressed. Are we together? I hope you are with me. And he comes in the message, the position of a believer in Christ. I'm going to close not long. Bear with me. My notes are still many, but I'm going to try to wrap up. He says, if you don't watch, he says, I feel sorry for a pastor, a pastor that's a real true pastor. Because a real true pastor has got a burden. Uh, when, when, when he's not a true pastor, as soon as he's done on Sunday, he doesn't care. But a real pastor, people run through his mind. But that one I've been seeing here in church. Uh, let me follow up. 
But that one I saw her, she wasn't happy. Is there a problem? Let me follow up. Because when you are sitting here, when you are sitting here uh, under the administration of the way, I, as a pastor, I can see what is going on with you. I can pick up those that are unhappy. I can pick up those that are strained. There's a lot that you can see. Do you want a quotation for that? There is a quotation for that where Sister Bruce came to Brother Brenham and said, Brother Brenham, uh, I don't feel like I'm a child of God. Brother Brenham says, as your pastor. He doesn't say, as your prophet. He says, as your pastor. I've observed your life under a vision. And I can tell you, there is nothing wrong with you. Are we together? So when you deal with... And, and that's why... Uh, uh, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to summarize. That is why the most difficult time for pastors is Monday. Brother Brenham says, Monday is the most difficult time. Whenever I fellowship with pastors, I always tell them that don't ever take a major decision on Monday. Most pastors on Monday are discouraged. Brother Brenham says that's typical on Monday after the showdown on Mount Cayman. Uh, when you come, the pastor interacts with spirits, fight that spirit. By the time he leaves the pulpit, he's exhausted. Are you with me? Amen. You allow me to read just two more quotes and then I'll release you. It says, I I feel sorry for a pastor, a pastor that's a a real true pastor. Here is an element in the church wants to be a fanatic. So that means there was one that wants to be fanatic. Here's one on one side wants to be ritualistic. And usually, not long, the cold formal gets because the then the other one is educated, scholarly type. So he's speaking about these groups. There's one that is fanatic. There's one that's ritualistic. There's the educated type. Until both of them, and it says right, not long, it brings coldness in the church till both of them has nothing spiritual. And the first thing you know, your church freezes up. If they don't watch and they are both of them breaking, then the first thing you know, they will take you off on this side. But pray God to send you some sensible, sensible, sound gospel preacher that will stand in the way and give you a little bit of spanking when you need it and love you when you need it and keep you lined up with the scripture and with the spirit. He is a shepherd watching over your soul. If you got that pastor, flee to, God, flee to God and pray for him all the time. Are we together? So there are times where the pastor will spank you. There are times when he will love you. Are we together? But a real pastor knows when, how to adapt between these two things. When, when he's supposed to spank you, he loves you, he will create a disobedient child in you. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. I want to read this one and then thereafter I'm going to release you. <clears throat> Brother Brenham says, Images of Christ, paragraph 94, a shepherd has to stray to find the stray. The good shepherd, he got lost to find the lost. 
Are we together? A shepherd has to stray to find the stray. A good pastor is a shepherd. Frankly, the word pastor means shepherd. And sometimes in the church, a little cult or a little clique will rise up in the church. One side will get one way and one side the other way. A real good shepherd will go with that clique. What to do? To bring them back. A real true shepherd, what is he doing? He will stray himself. That means if there is group, uh, people here that go astray, the pastor doesn't come there here and make them a sermon every Sunday. You are not going to achieve much. But a real shepherd will stray himself to find the straight. Are you still with me? A real shepherd, a true shepherd, what is he doing? He will stray himself to bring back the Lord. What is he doing? He is reflecting the image of the good shepherd, trying to win that soul back. They got off in some place, brother, like they were going to tear the world up overnight. That pastor will go right along in order to get them right back and win them right back this way. That's a good shepherd. He is reflecting the image of Jesus Christ. That means a real shepherd at all times, he will stay in between. Are we together? He will not side with groups because why? He wants the church united to move in one spirit. Are we together? Loving one another. That's why Pastor John will say, little children, love one another. Amen. And Brother Brenham comes, he says, no matter what, love one another. Amen. Stick with one another. Amen. Don't be clannish. If a wrong spirit comes in your midst or somebody comes with the wrong spirit, pray for them. Are, are we together? But you remain united. You remain one. Are we together? God bless you richly. We shall continue. Amen. Let's just stand. It was mouthful for a Wednesday service. Amen. Sunday will be on marriage and divorce. Satan is attacking marriages. We want to we want to we want to move him from that area. Hallelujah. Pray for me as we prepare for Sunday service on marriage. Not marriage and divorce as such, but we'll be concentrating on marriage just to help. We see many divorces coming up, and I think we need to take a stance and show the church the right way. How to be a husband, a message husband, how to be a message wife. Are we together? Are, are you with me? Sisters, hear me out. Don't go with popular opinion. If some women say, me and men, men are trash, just say that you got married to a trash, I'm married to a gentleman. Yes, there are men that are trash. But you've got to say, but me, God has really given me a good, good husband. And brother, if other men are saying, you know, women, you can't live without them. You can't live with them and say, wait a minute. Mine 
the best thing that God has ever given to me after salvation was a good wife. And Sunday will zoom in to say, what drives a man mad in our time? Men are going crazy. What, what, what has made a man to lose his marbles in the end time? We're going to look into that. God bless you richly. Amen. Will you be praying for me as I prepare that? Pray for me that I, there must not be any room that I'm afraid to touch. Amen. Any worshipping song. Just close with a word of prayer. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name.
we thank you, O oh God, for such a message. Lord, O oh God, how even the prophet preached why it had to be shepherds, O oh God. Lord, O oh God, Heavenly Father, trying, O oh God, Heavenly Father, to show us what kind of a God you are to us. Lord, O oh God, how without you, O oh God, we can see the people in the world, Lord, that are going without a shepherd, oh God. Lord, oh God, they have got so many accidents. They have got so many heartbreaks. They have got so many sorrow which they do not know how to solve, Lord. But Lord, oh God, we are so thankful that, Lord, Heavenly Father, we have a shepherd. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, who directs us in each and every step of the way. Heavenly Father, Lord, oh God, even the prophet, and he comes and he says, oh God, Heavenly Father, all that we need, Heavenly Father, to make it for the rapture. It's in the books and it's in the tapes, oh God. Lord, oh God, what a shepherd, oh God, who gives us the food, oh God, that will make us, Heavenly Father, to be able to make it through, oh God. And Heavenly Father, Lord, oh God, because of that, Heavenly Father, we have nothing to fear. Yes. Lord, oh God, we have nothing, oh God, to worry about. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, no matter what the devil throws in our way, oh yes. God. But, oh God, Heavenly Father, we can stand with an assurance, oh God. To know that, oh God, Heavenly Father, you will come in a mighty way, oh God, to help us, to deliver us, oh God. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, how we just want to thank, oh God, Heavenly Father, the way that came tonight through our pastor. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, preaching, oh God, Heavenly Father, without holding any punches to anything, oh God. Heavenly Father, may you help us, oh God, that Lord, oh God, we might accept the word, oh God. Accept the correction, oh God. Heavenly Father, because when we accept your correction, oh God, Heavenly Father, we become judged now, oh God. And when the great judgment comes, Lord, Heavenly Father, we won't be judged, Heavenly Father. Lord, oh God, we just want to pray that Lord, oh God, help us as we go to our different homes. Help us, oh God, to be Lord, oh God, real ships, oh God, who follow, oh God, Heavenly Father, or your orders. And Heavenly Father, we just want to pray that, Lord, oh God, may you be with us even for the rest of the week. We commit, Heavenly Father, each and every one, that, oh God, you might bless each and every one who could come tonight, oh God. Heavenly Father, for taking the time, oh God, to listen to you, oh God, and to come and hear your word. We give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. God bless you richly. You can just give us a song and then until we see you on Sunday, God bless you richly.